Somebody is out of key. All right, I'm going to take this section and I'm going to do it section by section. All right, yep, you're out of you're out of key. This section right here. Let's take it one by one. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! So join me on the flip as we get into talking about a harmonious arrangement. I'll see you then. I remember being in the concert band when I was a little kid and having to learn how to play my sheet music and ooh, being in that section where we were out of key. It got me to thinking um, about how everything needs to work in order or you will cause ripples and conflicts and weird noises when things are not in harmony. Hey, I want to talk to you guys today about harmonious arrangement. And it's not just for music. You know, as we continue to go through life, we start to add on things. And one thing I can say is what I learned from having the opportunity to play in a concert band uh, in middle um, elementary, middle school, and high school was that the more you add on, the more pieces you add on to an arrangement or the more people you add in, you have more opportunity to cause dissidence, to cause uh, clashing. And what I learned was that a lot of times it's not necessarily about balance as much as it is about harmony. So that's why we're going to be getting into this wisdom smack. Now, the first thing I want to say is, is one of the biggest wisdom smacks that I learned was to stop looking for work-life balance, stop looking for any kinds of balance. And instead, I started to embrace the idea that Life is our, a harmonious um, concert. And at times, depending on what's needed, you're going to have more, need more of one thing as opposed to another. I go so far as to imagine my life looking like this grand uh, mixer board uh, for sounds and music. And sometimes I need more bass. Sometimes I need to add more gain and treble. You know, sometimes I need to add more tweaks on the hi-hat and the top, or I need to change um, the, the amount of rotations I have going through the melody. And I look at it that way, and it actually kind of starts to help me to understand that, yes, um, everything is, is okay. And with a simple tweak here or a complex move there, I can get it done. So let's talk about what is a harmonious arrangement. The overall is, it is when you position yourself to take advantage of all of your knowledge and actions in a manner that flow together into our harmony. I've talked about many different books. I've uh, recommended many um, articles. But today I just really kind of want to just talk about what it means 
to be in harmony with yourself and actually to just give yourself a break, you know? One of the things that I look at when I am getting these uh, insights to help myself to continue to go forward is I look at the fact that life is a straight line, it's a circle. Sometimes it's got rough angles, sometimes it goes smoothly, but it all seems to work together. And when it works together, it's a great thing. When it doesn't, it's still a great thing. And it just simply allows me to understand that I do have the ability and the power. And so do you. You have the ability and the power to be able to position yourself to have a harmonious arrangement. Okay, so now let me break some of this down for for um, how to get to this because that's all nice and well and everything. But you know what 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 are the nuts and bolts? And for me, the nuts and bolts come down to first and foremost evaluating personality. Yeah, you see, personality is that outward persona that we build to be able to interact with each other and even with ourselves. Because let's face it, your personality has the ability to change like a kaleidoscope, a chameleon, and everything else. And we have the opportunity to always be changing it, hopefully for the better. As we're challenged to work with different people or to work with different phases and trends in our life, you have to learn how to make your personality work. On this on this podcast alone, I have talked about uh, different traits that you want to start including, like upping your adaptability factor, you know, your quotient. I've talked about the nine, um, not traditional, because they've just really started working with them since the 1980s, but the nine intelligences. And I've even talked about how now we're starting to have a greater need for the communicative intelligence to come forward, the ability to communicate in a way that we are understood and that we understand. I've also even talked about uh, some of the core traits that you need to be able to do what we do in this fast-paced society, and namely having perseverance, having grit, and also having deliberate practice so that not only are you persevering, being diligent and consistent, but you're doing it as you learn and get better at doing it. Yeah. And I know it's a lot of stuff that I um, have been throwing at you. It's a lot of stuff that we've actually been dealing with. But I will tell you this, is that with all of that, there is a delightful thread that uh, weaves its way through it. And that is the pursuit of harmony. Going back to when I was a little kid, you know, playing in that concert band and 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 everything, it, it it wasn't, and this was the big thing, it wasn't that I wasn't playing the note on the page. No, it wasn't that. It was sometimes we all who were playing the same note on the page in my particular section 
we needed to get the right tone so that we wouldn't clash. And that's one of the things I've been learning in this life, that even though we do what is quote unquote the right thing, sometimes it's tonally off. Um, I look at um, a lot of different uh, components of uh, communication in what I do for a living in my in my writing. And I have learned that a huge percentage of what we convey uh, when we talk has to do with tone and mood. And that's no different for how we communicate to ourselves in the way we live. And one of the things that I would definitely say after we take a look at personality for this harmony that we're going for, this arrangement of harmony, is that the next thing we do is we look at what are we communicating to ourselves as well as to others. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, when you're thinking about the communicative aspect of what we do, that means are you being able to take a feeling and translate it into a thought or an action to either yourself or someone else? One of the biggest things that um, we find ourselves having to deal with is the distance between our feelings our thoughts, and our understanding of the two. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't even matter what personality typing you are in or what stage of life you're in. There is still this need where you have to go through and buffer any gaps between who you are and what you think and how you understand that. Or also, you have to possibly build bridges where you're trying to understand that thing as well. Yeah, <laughs> because there is one thing to be able to articulate something. It's another for it to be correct. And that is another area where you can get off key, where you can get into some major issues. So let me give you a, a, a example on that. Okay. so. Say, for instance, you uh, work with people, right? And you do, um, uh, you, you, have, you have a project that you work on. And that means that you have to articulate things and uh, communicate things. Um, and it might be that you have a few people on your team that it seems like no matter what you do, they are just not here for it. They they avoid you. They make they drag on their parts, or they will go around you, and it's very frustrating. You try to figure out what it is. Well, you believably, unbelievably, manage to get those two people cornered, and they become very honest with you, and they say, "Well, I don't like the way you uh, talk." in your emails to us. You never say please and thank you. Uh, when we have meetings, you never consider my ideas. Uh, or if you listen, I know it's just perfunctory and you're not going to use them. And you might walk away like perplexed and confused because that's not how you thought things were. And it is because 
the communicate the communication of what you think you're doing you think you're being is totally different than what you're doing and so you see that's another big area that we have to watch out for so it's not only working with the personality the persona you know the um, avatar of who you are to yourself and others, oh no, then you got to work on the communication. And that's a really big deal that people don't realize how much of it has uh, to do with who we are. Um, I got this book uh, that uh, was recommended to me a few years ago, and it's uh, from a person who used to do police sketches and um, and it's a book of uh, features, uh, especially around, you know, the facial features and what they convey as a personality typing. Um, and I've used it. It's been really good. And I've, I've always enjoyed it. And it looks at um, our um, how our, our facial features are at a resting position, how they are when we smile, when we frown, uh, our sides, our pro, uh, you know, profiles, um, how, how, what they convey to people when we have micro expressions. And I was like, wow, that is an amazing thing. Now I think the book might be out of print. So I don't know. Um, I actually ended up, because I went to Amazon and when I got it, I ended up having to get it from uh, some obscure um, online thrift store to send it to me. So I'm not sure that I'll be able to put it in the show notes for you, but if I can, I will. Okay. But anyway, um, when I first started working with that book, I was like, this can't be right. But yet and still, I learned that a lot of the stuff that it was talking about was not well, yeah, some of it was based on, you know, genetics, but a lot of it was how a person's uh, face became set, the wrinkles and the creases and the, and the, the micro expressions, how the, the muscle memory of the face remembers things and it subconsciously broadcasts stuff to others. And then I was, um, going through uh, the Sapiens book that I've talked about before. And prior to us having um, a codified kind of language, we were ro- relied very heavily on these expressions, these micro expressions or whatever for survival, for communication, for harmony, for mating, uh, protection, uh, you name it. And so that is why a huge percentage of our communication skills are not even, they don't even reside in the actual words we speak. They reside in our facial expressions as well as our tonal quality. Now, that's another thing. So moving from, okay, so we've got our personality. We've got the way we communicate. And then the next thing is, is the way we approach our our world. Because remember, we want a harmonious arrangement. We want to position all of our knowledge and all of our actions in a way that allows us to be in flow. And you can't be in flow if it's just, this is the way I do it. And, you know, that's it. No, you have to be in flow with yourself as well as in harmony with others. So, The next thing with that is looking at 
how you approach things. Um, I I was reading some, I was reading something um, about um, her Royal Highness, who is an American, and how uh, supposedly her approach to things is quite different from the approach of people in her cult, the new culture that she has come into, and so. That is the next thing that I want to talk about when you're talking about harmonious arrangement, because now the the barriers of uh, interacting between the cultures has been obliterated, and we can we can immediately talk to someone face to face through um, the advancement of technology uh, around the world. I can be talking to someone in the future. Uh, which really happens all the time. Uh, if I am talking to someone in New Zealand or Australia, based on where I live in the United States, I very well can be talking to someone where they're talking to me back in yesterday. And that is just an amazing thing to me. But it also makes me very aware that harmonious arrangement now has to include our adeptness to different cultures. And it's becoming more and more prevalent that if we're going to be able to uh, live this harmonious life that we would like to have, we have to become more skilled and adept at understanding how to deal with different cultures. Right now, we are having major issues with people doing things and immediately catching a lot of um, uh, pushback because it's culturally insensitive. We've even uh, have new phrasings like culture vulture, where someone comes in and they just ravage someone else's culture, where they objectify it and they use it for their pleasure, but they don't show honor to it. And so not only so, like we've got personality, we've got communication, and now we've got culture. These are some of the things that we have to consider if we're going to live a harmonious, arranged life. Because like when I was a little kid, it wasn't just that I knew my part and I knew the... um, I knew the uh, notes on the on the page and played them. No, not only that, I had to play the same note with five, six other people. And our instruments had to then be tuned to play in sync in, in sync and in harmony. And that when when I was having to learn it, it was very frustrating. Cause I mean, as a little kid, I'm like, look. I spent my time at home when I could have been watching cartoons to learn this. Why do we have to keep stopping? We're playing the note, but there were these little vibrations that were causing us to go flat, go sharp. And it was because we were not attuned to each other. We were not in resonance with each other. So that brings me to my next one. Okay, so let me go back through. So we've got, uh, if you're going to live in harmony here, some shortcuts, some wisdom smacks so that you can be in flow. Uh, Update, look at, upgrade the persona, the personality that you are projecting to the world and yourself. 
Look at your communication of how you communicate yourself to you and to the world. Oh, and at in that part, I, I also meant to include in the communicative part is that there are little shadow parts of us that we are obliv- oblivious to. And other people are fully aware of them. They include some of our shortcomings. Be willing to embrace that. Don't try to push it aside or ignore it. If you know you you have a tendency to be a little sharp with people, acknowledge that. And, you know, work on it. Because if you acknowledge the shadows, then they come around to you a little bit more and a little faster before other people have to see them and you're the blind one and you're causing discord in yourself and others. Okay. So we had personality, we had this communication, and now we have culture and understanding different cultures. And when I talk about culture, I am talking about the traditional uh, culture where you have a certain people. A lot of times it is around, uh, it can be regional, it can be um, ethnically um, infused, it can be um, generationally infused. But take the time to uh, learn how to do that. And you not only, you know, do that by just thinking you know something or reading something, ask questions. And then the next one. Now, this is a big one that um, I used to not, (laughs) I used to not value as a big component in making my life easier. And that is learn to respect by observing. I've talked about respect and the word of it, meaning to go back and reconsider something with great observation and appreciation. Learning how to respect whatever it is that you do for yourself, for others, and where you fit into the makeup of your little piece of of society. Yeah. Being able to um, observe And that's going to probably be one of the biggest things that I can tell you. If you want to learn how to have some respect for who you are, who others are in your life and uh, all of that, go back and strengthen your observation game. Go back and start to relook at everything and really stare at it. I'm going to be talking a little bit on a future podcast about the observation starter kit and what happens when you so when you start uh, doing these exercises to observe just something simple. Um, it can be an inanimate object. It can be a living thing. But when you start to observe something without judgment, without trying to define it, dissect it or anything, but just letting it be and you observing it cool and sometimes scary things start to happen because that thing that you observe starts to change. There's even a uh, scientific uh, term that talks about the fact that you observe something changes it forever. Yeah, it would be totally different if you did not observe it. And I learned that, you know, in, in, um, my uh, chemistry days. And so there is there is that effect. And so if you think, think about how powerful that is of going back and just respecting elements of your life and of other people's lives by just taking the time to observe it. Uh, I remember I used to have uh, the um, 
privilege of assisting people when they were having issues with um, interpersonal relationships, whether it be with family and friends or with colleagues, work colleagues. And one of the things that we used to um, do as an exercise was this observation. And I, I, I will tell you, I have had people go back and just by simply looking without judgment, they were able to reignite this love that they had, a deep, true love, a sustainable love that they had for their spouses or for their family and their friends. Um, There was healing. There uh, was a breakthrough in the communicative process of of each other, um, observing each other's size. There was so much that um, they were able to do just by going back and respecting the aspects that might have been taken for granted. And with that being said, the next part is gratitude. Now, that one is a big one. There's also some more scientific evidence that goes along with the power of being grateful and what gratitude is. And we hear it all the time, but a lot of um, uh, of it, I think, has gotten watered down. But to be grateful Uh, it means that there is a certain position that you start from. And this gratitude that you start from, it, it has a bit of the observation and the respect in it where you do have to go back and you look at things with a new, uh, objective and perspective, but to be grateful for your life and for others and, and for that is to understand that you are not end all and be all. No, to be grateful means that you you understand that you are part of something bigger. You are not alone. You are not simply individual. You are also individual. We are starting to move in our society now. Uh, we're we're actually starting to move from the great awakening of our individuality, where we're now swinging into the great awakening of our power as a whole. We're starting to move toward how the ecological system behaves, where we're starting to either be forced if if we don't want to comply. Uh, We're starting to have to have a greater knowledge of our place in this grand scheme of things. That is why a lot of people are being um, confronted with having to understand who they are and what their purpose is. And because of that, that suggests that It's not just so that you'll be okay with just you. No, it's so that you'll be able to play in this great, you know, scripted play of life, if you will. Um, Because I will tell you, a lot of times when you start to be able to get a little insight on who you are or what gives you bliss, you know, it, it helps you to fit in to the, the great tapestry of life where you play your part very well 
and you become harmonious. You graft into that grand harmonious arrangement that we've been talking about. So let me recap this because my time is getting short. All right. And I know this might sound a little woo-woo, but I'm not speaking to your head today. I'm speaking to that part of you that gets this. (laughs) Okay. So just trust me. All right. Or trust yourself. Um, So to have this harmonious um, arrangement, you want to look at your personality. See if there's any areas you can spruce up or tweak, any rough edges you can uh, file back down, any calluses that need attending to, okay? After that, you want to look at your ability to communicate not only with others, but within yourself. You want to take away any misconceptions. You want to look at this age old adage that, you know, you you don't want to be that person that says, oh, but I didn't mean that. Because a lot of times people that are out of skew, they judge themselves on their intentions when everybody else is judging you on your actions. So when you communicate, make sure that your actions, your communications and your intentions all line up so that they're all the same. And you have to do that by, guess what, communicating, being willing to have the tough skin to go to people and ask them, you know, I'm trying to get better. Help me. I give you permission. I'm not going to get upset if you tell me the truth and being able to do that. So after you get that communication going, then you want to employ respect and observation. You want to go back and really look at some stuff. And I dare you, I dare you to observe areas of your life, areas of other people's lives, areas of things that have um, perplexed you and observe it without definition, without judgment and allow it to uh, administer the lesson that it wants to give you. And then the last one, and there are more of them, but for what we're covering today is that gratitude. And that gratitude is to reposition yourself using your observation and all of that, but also understanding with gratitude, that means that you are not a one person island and that you do have to fit in to a greater calling of the great, um, us, the great story of humanity and the world, so that you can actually have a harmonious arrangement. So guess what? This is Michelle Spiva and my time is up. I do thank you for yours. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, Check the show notes for a a way to send a message if there is a question you'd like for me to address. And as always, thank you and continue to use and support us by using the Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.